Good morning, City Church. This is Ronnie Neffinger, bringing you what I hope is a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. I often feel rushed. There are weeks in which I feel like I am never not in a hurry. As a part-time stay-at-home mom, and let's be honest, being a mom is always a full-time job, who also has a full-time career job, this isn't surprising. But as I read and reread the passages in today's lectionary reading, the theme that impressed itself on my heart was how the Lord is never in a rush. He's never in a rush to pronounce judgment. He's never in a rush to give anyone a quick and tidy answer. And he's never even in a rush to make sure people know he hasn't abandoned them. He is well acquainted with the sacred space of waiting, and he invites us into that space often, just as he did for people while he was on earth or people in the Old Testament. The Psalms in today's reading have the familiar refrain, How long, O Lord? These Psalms, Psalm 77, 79, and 80, are pleas for God to intervene mightily in human affairs and let the good and true triumph. How long will perpetrators of evil be allowed to roam freely and face no punishment? How long will the people who trust and have faith in the Lord be beaten down and feel abandoned? These are questions I think are often refrains of our own hearts. We believe God is who he says he is and has the power to change things, but will he? And how long will we have to wait? Or more poignant, how physically, emotionally, or mentally painful will that wait be? Of course, there's no e- there are no easy answers to these questions. I wish I could research them to death and find the answer or attend the conference or ask the right people. But like the believers through the ages, Jesus tells me not to worry about tomorrow, but to live in my present in an embodied way with my body, mind, soul, not straining on to the next thing and all my distractible busyness clouding the things that truly matter. The passage from Luke 14 in today's reading drives this point home. Jesus is telling those gathered with him for supper that they should invite those who are the outcasts of society when they host a party, instead of those who can repay them with the same hospitality. This brings to my mind Matthew 20, 16, a verse I have always thought is the crux of Jesus' message and ministry. It says, So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Jesus' message is an oftentimes upside-down one. It's not what I expect, and even after reading verses like this for years, the concept can seem elusive. But there is so much hope there. Even when situations in life are stressful, anxiety-ridden, dark, or just plain dull, he is working for good. He is plodding along in his never-ending, never-changing, never-doubting way working on the grand narrative of the world, in which this moment is but a snippet, a snapshot, but a part of the whole nonetheless. This is like a jolt of meaning in my mundane, a bolt of remembrance in my busyness, my own plans. And like the saints and apostles and prophets who rejoice over evil Babylon's demise in today's Revelation 18 passage, We can know that there will be an end to all wrongs, to sorrow, and to suffering, and that there will be a new chapter in which the wait is over. Thanks for listening, City Church. Until tomorrow, stay well and do good.